0: Hello friends. Thank you so much for coming back for episode 80 of the edge of fear podcast. Today's episode is with my dear personal friend, Melissa Mortimer. Find her on Instagram at mindfullymelissa. Melissa is this extremely grounded healer and the energy that she puts off this aura around her when you meet her in real life when you come across her page on instagram when you have a conversation with her even just hearing her speak seeing her light at all she is so sure of herself because she has been in this world of self-development healing spirituality for over a decade she was in the teaching world in the dc area for about 13 years so she is a super powerful educator And her life experience and stepping into her own truth and taking back the power from her story when she started to speak it you know the conditioning and the cultured selves that we become through our story through our trauma she took the power back from that and you can see in her groundedness the way that she is able to ground those around her I am super fortunate to have known Melissa for most of my life she and my older sister have been best friends since they were kids and I feel really like I said fortunate to have had this kind of look into another side of things so you know in like 2018 when I was manifesting things for the first time in my life through abundance uh, affirmations you know if you don't have somebody to talk to about those things you just feel like you're getting crazier by the second but if you have someone to talk to you and to hype you up about it. She was like, yeah, that's what it's about. And Melissa is so that hype girl. So I will let Melissa be the billboard for Melissa. I am so, so thrilled to have had this conversation, to have had this opportunity to share Melissa with you. She is such a light, such a force. Melissa introduced my entire family to yoga and essential oils and Reiki. And she introduced me to light healing and we need people like Melissa in the world to share their gifts and their truth and their understanding of this other world because as slow as the healing process has been this last year I truly believe that the collective consciousness is raising that our collective vibration is raising and it's through these healing processes and through you know eastern medicine and and learning about the other options and when we're not sure when we're uneducated or confused by alternate options for healing our our trauma and our limiting beliefs and our childhood trauma, we are more confused by it and more afraid by it. But to be educated, to educate yourself and to learn about these different modalities is to enhance your world and to enhance the ability of our conscious collective rising. Um, I love you, Melissa. You guys, thank you so much for being here. I can't tell you enough how grateful I am, how honored I am to be able to hold this space for all of you. Thank you so much, as always, for being here, and I'll see you on the other side.
1: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil-Lewison, at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story and everybody's story is important. Let's do this.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. Um, This is my friend, Melissa. I've known her for what feels like a million lifetimes, seriously. Um, And Melissa, I'm so honored to have you on, on the show today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you're up to, what we're going to be talking about today?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to share my work with the world in this way. Um, so I am a Reiki master. Um, I've actually done three Reiki master trainings and three different traditions. I also train um, Reiki masters. From level one up to Karuna Reiki Master. So that's a big part of the work that I do. Um, I also do psychic work um, and I am a spiritual coach and hold space for um, transformation for my clients.
0: So incredible. You know, I remember I was actually just telling Joey about this the other night. Um, I remember when I was like, just exiting my last relationship and kind of like figuring out that I had felt so silenced and had felt so, um, I don't know, like thwarted, silenced is really what it was. Um, And I remember posting something very very bland very nothing not a big deal at all but it was like the first kind of like inspirational quote that I ever posted and you just so happened to see it you know um and it was about like chapters of life and like Mm -hmm. you commented on it and you you said something to me and I don't think anybody else really engaged in it nobody else really interacted with it and I was just like Wow, I wonder what Melissa's up to. And I hadn't really been following along in your journey yet, um, and you know that was a couple years ago. I think that was 2018. So my how much has changed since 2018. Um, it literally feels like, you know, that was really so many worlds away. Um, i have loved watching you step into your light and step mm. into your power um and and really envelope this whole like new energy um and you know i you you performed reiki on me a couple of years ago now i can't believe that was like a year and a half ago already yeah um and i really remember getting so much clarity on that and It was my first experience with Reiki, I I remember hearing about it and I remember being really interested in it, Um, the girls um, from the Almost 30 podcast talk about it on their show a lot and that was my first engagement with it Um, and My older sister, your uh, childhood best friend. (laughs) um, Had mentioned it to me a couple of times. Um, And then I was with my mom for something. And she said that you had done it with her. Uh, And I was like, Okay, this is a family affair. I I need to get on board. (laughs) Um, And I remember just getting so much clarity with it and being like, this is something I need to like share with people. The podcast was brand spanking new I think Mm -hmm. I had done like maybe three episodes at that point um and I had been wanting you to come on and speak about it but now it's like this is just a piece of your story it's not the whole story at all anymore it's just kind of what's opened things up for you
2: yeah, it really has. And even, you know, Reiki is a big part of my story and it always will be, um, but it's expanded so much beyond that. And, and expansion really is the word of the last few years for me, expansive transformation. Absolutely. Um, and what I always say about Reiki, what I always say in my trainings is that Reiki is like being handed a set of keys to your soul and you get to decide which doors you unlock. And so it's been really beautiful to witness in my own journey and then in the journey of my clients and those who train with me to see where Reiki leads them. Um, And it's just a powerful tool for self-development, for personal transformation and growth, and of course, healing, um, and just leads us down these various paths. Um, And it's led me down quite the path um, and it, to really step into what I feel is my most authentic self that I've been so far in my life. Um, and I'm really grateful for that.
0: Well, the world is becoming more grateful for you doing this because I am really like seeing you know your presence in the ether and on the internet world um and how many people are becoming more and more inspired by you finding your voice Um, and i remember feeling that as i was finding my voice you know becoming less silenced and really stepping into our purpose and and encouraging other people to do the same it's very scary at the beginning
2: oh it is it's it is really scary at the beginning because you know What we also talk about in Holy Fire Reiki, which is one of the traditions I'm trained in, is this idea of clearing and healing the culturally created self so that we can fully embody the authentic self and we can fully embody that which we are uniquely. And for me, these past few years have really been like a disrobing, right? It's been like a removal of the labels, you know, like I was... A public school teacher for 13 years, and I stepped out of that. You know, I was in a very serious relationship that was moving towards marriage, stepped out of that. You know, I was living in a totally different city, living in Washington, D.C., returned back home. Um, you know, and side note if you ever want to do, I know you're also aware of this, if you ever want to do some deep inner child healing, go back to your childhood home, okay? Um, <laughs> when I is to be avoided okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: melissa and i were both simultaneously living in our childhood homes with our parents under that same roof that was a no joke i mean that's that's like a look into the past and a look into your own soul like a look into the mirror of how you've become what you've become and all these layers that you have put on to protect yourself literally just to survive and exactly what you're saying which hilariously i'm wearing a robe right now but (laughs) the disrobing of all of those layers those masks you know the thick skin that we have to grow to protect ourselves and it's it takes a lot
2: of work to start to take that off it does it takes a lot of work and i feel like you know, what I'm actually hearing right now is, right, is this, this, this return home is this like portal of transformation that really, it would not have been possible for me to get to where I am without that experience because I feel as if we need to know where we're coming from in order to know where we're going. So this idea of returning back to a place where um, so much is so familiar but yet feel so unfamiliar because like your vibration has shifted, your life has shifted. And of course, other people have also shifted, but when you've been on this like very conscious path of personal development and personal growth, which has always been like, I would always joke that like personal developments was one of my favorite hobbies, like always, always, you know, since my early twenties. Um, and so when you've shifted and changed so much and you're kind of plopped back into this, very old, almost sort of like play. (laughs) Um, The other players are the same, but you realize that like, you're a different actor. Like, you know, you've evolved, you've grown and now you need to um, interact in a different way. Um, And I believe it's of service to everyone. I believe it's a healing and clearing for everyone. Um, And it was a really powerful time in my life that looking back on, I can be grateful for for how much it really did catapult my healing journey.
0: I can totally resonate with that like the conversations that I had with my parents as an adult in their home were so far removed from the conversations I ever dreamt of having as a child, you know, and for them to see you healing or me healing, you know, while under their roof like it just the same as it does for anybody on the internet or anybody you talk to in in the real world or a stranger on the street, like it gives them hope for their own healing. And it, you know, we are a mirror, right? So like all of a sudden they see their own problems in you and then that healing, it's this new possibility for everyone.
2: Absolutely. And it also, you know, brings up ingrained habits and patterns that we all fall back into. I think we can all relate to the idea of you return home and suddenly you're 15 again. Like it doesn't matter how old you are, but you're 15 again, right? And it brings this awareness of, you know, a lot of the work that I do is really helping people heal and clear these patterns, be they from this lifetime or previous lifetimes. And we can't heal and clear those patterns if we're not consciously aware of them so this idea of like bringing them to the conscious mind right what abraham hicks would call the contrast is allowing us to um you know fully transmute them or at least transmute them to a degree that healing can take place
0: yeah it's really powerful and like something that is so simple but i i feel like i often forget that it took and and i always say that like Admitting it's the first step I always like joke that when people are like admitting something to me you know like because that's my way of dealing with things is to make light of the situation. Um, But like that really is the first step is like you becoming aware of it like you cannot heal something if you haven't made that space for it if you haven't even realize that that is the way that you are and and maybe even why that is the way that you are like finding that that trauma story and and that limiting belief and and everything that you carry as a result of that
2: mm, yeah absolutely and just you know, the power of those stories, right? Because I feel like for so long we hide behind these stories because they feel so shameful. Um, And, you know, I myself, you know, like all of us, I've had so many stories and so many narratives that have threaded through my life that I would never speak of. And now I'm like sharing them openly on Instagram, you know? (laughs) And it's just, for me, goes to show... um, you know, the power I've taken back from them, Um, this idea that they are, it is just a story on one hand. And on the other hand, it is a very powerful narrative. Um, And so in sharing it, Right? We are, like you said earlier, we are all mirrors for each other Um, and we can't heal in isolation. It's not possible. Um, And that we need other people reflecting things back to us. And it's not always what we want reflected back, (laughs) Um, you know? And sometimes the mirror can be hard to look in, Um, but that's, that's really where the work is.
0: Totally. And you just put the words so beautifully something that i've been trying to come up with like literally yesterday and today of of that exactly like we can't heal in isolation we need what we're doing we need it to be reflected back at us what we're saying we need it to be reflected back at us because when i'm just saying it in my head or journaling it it might not seem as crazy until you start to have a conversation with me about it. And so I I think that that's, you know, it's so interesting, this pause that we're in right now, because we have this ability to become aware of what we're doing or not doing or being and not being, but yet we're missing, so many of us are missing that, that ability to reflect um, our ideas and our thoughts. And, you know, there's in many ways, there's more conversation, there's more connection. But in a lot of ways, I think missing that social aspect has made it really difficult for for people who aren't necessarily going out and seeking it. For people who are seeking it, you're still able to find it. But I think people who are like right on the verge of beginning their healing journey, like they might still be kind of tiptoeing around it. Um, So it's a very interesting time, a very a very interesting time.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's just, I actually just did an Instagram Live the other day with a friend of mine and about the power and importance of community. Um, and yeah, we can't all gather in person necessarily right now, but I actually feel like so many people are leaning into these online communities and connecting with people around the world um, that maybe they would not have otherwise. Um, so I think there's also some beauty in that. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, sometime, hopefully in the near future, some retreats with, um, some of these people and clients that I've only ever really met virtually because I do tons and tons of virtual work. Um, but I think that's going to be really beautiful when, you know, we can all gather again in person like that and, and just feel the palpable difference.
0: Totally um I look forward to the day as well um I want to shift gears a little bit and I I would love for you to just I guess you kind of give us a little bit of an explanation of holy fire Reiki. Um, But for listeners who maybe just don't really understand Reiki at all, um, I feel like I have a very rudimentary understanding of it. um, And I've even experienced you giving me Reiki. Um, I'd love to give people a little bit more of an explanation.
2: Sure. Yeah. So Reiki itself is is a Japanese healing technique and it was actually channeled. Um, by Asui Sensei in 1922. Um, and it is a healing technique um, where the Reiki healer, the practitioner, is really a bridge um, between you know divine consciousness, whatever word you use to describe it, and the earth. Um, and so as a Reiki practitioner, um, you are channeling this divine, energy and you are transmitting it, um, typically out of your hands, but you know, the more you practice it, it really just, it comes out of your pores. It's just always there and always with you. Um, and it's this, um, healing energy that you are transmitting to, um, to the client and people receive it as, a very relaxing sensation. Um, Oftentimes, even people who come to me and say, I can't turn my brain off or I can't, you know, I just never stop. There's something about the quality of the energy that just allows most people to really relax. And I receive Reiki when I get it. It feels to me kind of like a weighted blanket. So I completely understand the weighted blanket trend. um, because It's very much Reiki vibes to me. Um, And truly, when we are in this relaxed state, that's when healing can happen. Um, And that's when we can really ourselves receive our own divine downloads and our own contact with our guides and our loved ones. And you know, I've had countless clients get on the table, even or even virtually, and they have these profound experiences of, you know, my grandfather came through, or, you know, I felt the presence of, you know, Archangel Michael and And so it really just creates a space for healing to happen. And it looks different for everyone. Um, And we work on the auric field. And so the aura, it can extend, you know, around six feet around us. And I always tell people a healthy aura is like a screen door and the air comes in and out, but the bugs don't. Right. But all of us are walking around with um, tears and holes in our aura just because of life experiences, trauma, environment, all of these things. And our aura is made up of all of our thoughts and all of our feelings. And I would even say from the past as well. And so when we have these tears and holes in our aura and we have this unhealthy aura field, for lack of a better word, things come in. And it's kind of like when you have that mosquito in your house or that fly and like you just can't get rid of it. And it's just like coming back and coming back and coming back. It's like the same thing with like experiences, right? We've had these life experiences that continue to cycle, that feeling that we can't seem to get, you know, off of us and we can't get it out because it's trapped in our energetic field so reiki has the ability to actually assist in clearing and healing the aura and then the entire um energetic body um including the chakras so it's this idea in energy healing that it all starts with energy and then the physical manifestation is your soul's last attempt to be like listen to me Right? And a lot of times we don't listen until things are really loud, right? And so it's this idea that if we instead have this sort of like maintenance of, you know, spiritual self-care which I think, you know, our society is leaning more into but with the spiritual self-care we can sort of really avoid our body to a degree um, you know, yelling at us, um, ultimately. And then there's different lineages in Reiki. So a Reiki is the traditional Reiki lineage. And I trained in that up to master. And then I got introduced to holy fire Reiki, um, which is a newer form of Reiki. It was channeled in 2014 and, um, it was channeled by, um, Jesus, the spiritual being, um, presented it to, um, a Reiki master, and then it was adopted by the International Reiki Center for Training. And so we use different symbols, we use some different techniques. Um, it's not a better than or less than, it's a different quality. And how I view it is that human consciousness has evolved so much, right? We've ascended so much as a humanity, but it makes sense to me that our healing modalities also need to be working at a different level level um and then there's karuna reiki um, which is the reiki of compassion and where we use um seven additional sacred symbols we use sacred symbols in reiki and they have these different frequencies um for different healing and in karuna reiki we have seven additional symbols and we use them for all kinds of things from past life trauma to connecting to your higher self and grounding and um, this is a really powerful transformative practice.
0: It sounds like there's a lot of information, and that, you know, these are, you said only 1920 something? Um,
2: 1922 is when the first one was originally. Wow. I yeah.
0: definitely thought it was like an ancient practice. Um, well, it
2: definitely has ancient roots. Okay. Um, And I think so many of these spiritual practices and healing practices, they all have these like similar roots, but the actual like Reiki as we know it and as we do it was channeled in
0: 1922. Interesting, so interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm all for self care, self love in in any capacity. I know that like what you said maintenance. I know that like keeping the maintenance really has an impact on me versus only doing self care when I need it when I'm really low already. Um, So any literally any kind of self-care I'm always willing to try and like see if this is something that I want to incorporate into my rituals and into my routine um so I had so much fun with this uh this experience I was really still early on in my I'll probably in another year I'll be like yeah last year when I was still really early on in my healing journey it feels like there's just still so much to learn oh yeah it's always evolving right yeah seriously um but like it, it's just it, it had each of these things, each of these new ways of being, each of these new things that I learned um, just has such an impact on me. And I think when you're open to it, and you let it have an impact on you, and you let it, you know, shine a light on um, on whatever whatever area you're lost in. Um, I love the metaphor of the screen door. And it brought to mind, you said, um, like the mosquito can't get out. It's like those feelings that won't leave you those experiences that won't leave you. Um, it reminds me of the um, the what is it uh, feather. Feather truck, feather brick truck, I think is what it is. And it's like first life will teach you the lesson with a feather. And if you don't catch the feather, then it will throw a brick at you. And if you don't catch the brick, then it will hit you with a truck. Something to that effect. Um, it's funny. I was, uh, having a conversation with somebody just today about when you just date the same guy over and over again with a different name, you know, you just have that same experience over and over again. And that's life trying to teach you that lesson. You yeah. Like, like,
2: are you're not, are you ready to get off the ride? Right. <laughs> Maybe not. Exactly. We'll just go for a few more loops. <laughs> yeah, until I'm so disgruntled that I need to seek an alternative. Um, hopefully, right? Right. So so, learning
0: Reiki and teaching Reiki has obviously impacted you in your personal journey. Um, but I want to I want to hear a little bit more about how it's changed your professional journey. Um, so, you mentioned that you went from being a public school teacher. Um, I know that you were an esteemed public teacher, um, and I remember having conversations with you about. Um, you know about this time well probably a year and a half ago because it was before the pandemic um, maybe even two years ago and it was after you'd moved home and you were thinking about you know how much of a capacity you wanted to stay in the education system uh, and you weren't quite ready to take that jump.
2: Yeah Um, (laughs) it's a really great example actually of um, feather brick truck Um, and I waited for maybe the car not the truck but maybe uh, a <laughs> <This is> sedan <laughs> I don't know, yeah I was like maybe a coupe I don't know um but yeah so for me it's like you know I was a you know well-respected teacher um and I thought I was going to retire a teacher um that's what I thought and you know, spirit had other (laughs) plans for me. And, you know, moving back home, um, I got into a car accident in 2016. um, And I was in a very stressful um, teaching career. And, um, you know, I knew I wanted something different. And I didn't really know how to make that happen. Because at that point, I was making really great money. And I was uncomfortably comfortable. Um, You know, I knew the routine, I knew what to do and it was really weighing on me and draining on me. But something I'm sure most people can really relate to is like, you know, I'd rather deal deal with the beast I know than the beast I don't know. And that's sort of where I was for a while until, you know literally a, a sedan actually hit me and I got into a car accident in 2016 and which caused me to then move back home and kind of exit a relationship and exit um, a career for a bit and then moved back home, had a little sabbatical. And then, you know, because of earthly responsibilities of bills and et cetera, had to go back and get a teaching gig. And, um, you know, the whole time I knew that my ultimate goal was to make my spiritual work, my livelihood, but I really couldn't see a way to make that happen um but i've been a student of the law of attraction and abraham hicks for years and years and years and of course in miracles and and i had i had deep faith um and so i just knew that if i kept at it um and i would say to spirit um you know let me know when i'm ready let me know when i'm ready to leave teaching like i trust that you're going to let me know and um I ended up like just in a very, very uncomfortable teaching situation. I was very unhappy, very uncomfortable, and really had to take a leap of faith. Um, And so I, this past school year, this 2020, 2021 school year, I ended up subbing instead of going back full time. So that was like my half step. It was also like very Taurus of me because <laughs> I, like, I like, I'm like, well, I need actually one of my friends who's an astrologer, he's like, that is such a Taurus move. This idea of like, well, I need quote unquote consistent income. So let me take a really low paying substitute teaching job, waste so much time and energy. And, but it felt quote unquote secure. Um, so that lasted for probably like a month and a half until finally, I just took some like really big, bold leaps of faith. Um, and they were truly leaps of faith and they were scary. Um, within like two weeks, I moved out of my parents' house and signed a lease on an apartment and also quit substitute teaching. Um, and I remember like people looking at me like, Whoa, this is like kind of a lot. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it is. Let's buckle up. And It was hard, you know, it sent me down like a path of like a really, really anxious, scared path. And I just am so lucky to have, uh, you know, so many really, really supportive friends who saw in me what I had not entirely seen in myself, Um, which is what I really try and do now for my clients and for the people in my life is, I, I was just telling a client the other day, she's like, I just really feel like I don't have any faith. I don't have faith right now. And I, and I would say, you know, well, I'm having faith for you, right? Like I'm going to hold the light for you right now, because I know what it's like to have people around you lighting you up when you can't yet see it. So honestly, this is, it was a prime example of, I needed that big, scary leap it to really propel me. Because then fast forward within a month, my business hit $10,000 in a month and it was life shattering in the most positive way possible. And it's one of those moments where you look around and you go, shit, I really manifested this. <laughs> like I really did the damn thing and I wouldn't have done that. Um, and I think this is actually the first time I'm like, actually even publicly like naming numbers for my business, but you know, full authenticity here. Um, but for me, it was really like, wow, like I've been paving the way for this. I've been, I've been putting the bricks down and took some scary leaps and some trusted big time and really surrendered. And here I am. So trust and surrender
0: and also fear and a leap of faith and not knowing if it was going to work out, but doing, like you said, doing the damn thing and, and standing in your authentic self and what you had been paving and laying the groundwork for, for so long. I mean, I think people hear like, you know, be your authentic self and like stand in your truth and speak your truth and like i remember when i was telling people i was going to start a podcast and they were like so what you're going to like quit your job and i was like no not yet (laughs) you don't just start making money immediately like it does take time and it does take trust and like the ability to surrender that you were able to surrender you know on that fateful month or you just threw it to the wind like you hadn't just decided that month,
2: you know, it you kind really oh, paved yeah, the was, way for you. Absolutely. It's like a garden I'd been watering and it finally was like, all right, honey, harvest. Like, let <laughs> <what>, go. <laughs> you know? And it's also funny, right? I am I love astrology and I'm like an eternal student of astrology. I actually moved the weekend of the Taurus full moon and I'm a Taurus sun and moon. Um so it's just like a really powerful like time of um of transformation. So yeah. And then things just, you know, the momentum builds and, you know, it's like you get the proof and you, the, the faith grows stronger. And, um, you know, it's, it's wild to think that maybe that even just like four months ago, I was substitute teaching and, you know, and not even imagining this as my daily reality.
0: It's crazy. And it really does feel like a true lifetime ago. Like you are a different person than when I saw you last fall. Um, And you had just kind of started to really like garner like an income from it and you were like thinking about moving or no I think you were actually like getting ready to move I think you had like signed the lease because you were asking me about the uh the landlords and I was like Mm -hmm. I know them (laughs) um it's always funny um you know the the smallness of the world and when you you know have all
2: these relations to whatever. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. yeah, it's just, I mean, it should, for me, it's just further divine confirmation that it's meant to be, you know? Right. Yeah, totally. Um,
0: but yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's so beautiful to see you taking this aligned action, um, and seeing the, the fruits of your labor. I mean, the, when you're able to create a beautiful space for yourself out of, you know, your own hard work, but also your own trust and manifestation. And it's not just that grind, grind, grind that drives you into madness. That's not what we're meant to do. So to see you be able to take time for rest and caring for yourself and and still, you know, partaking in your hobbies and interests and, you know, being a student of, of life, of astrology, of everything that you want to have time for. You have time for those things and this business that you've created.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I sort of deem myself like a shape shifting, you know, transformation expert. Um, <laughs> because I feel like I have done that in my life. Um, and I'm also a Scorpio rising. I have a lot of Scorpio on my chart and that's a big part of my, you know, soul's journey is transformation and transforming. And I know that this is not my final transformation, you know, and I'm ready for whatever it is that's next. And so now for me, it's beautiful to be able to be an example of the transformation that we can have in our life for others, um, and really holding space for others to have their own transformations. um, And, um, one of my friends says that, you know, we get to be generative possibilities for people, which I just absolutely love. Um, and it's, it's humbling. It's an honor to be able to do that, you know? And, um, I look up to so many people who are generative possibilities for me. Um, and I can't wait to sort of embody, continue to embody the next level, um, of my soul's expression,
0: it's so beautiful and it's such a like it really is such a healing presence to be around you like your your energy always was that way and so like to see you standing in this light and to I'm so honored to just have this conversation with you and to hold space for you for in this way and for people to hear it I mean this it's so powerful and you really are just exactly that a transformative regenerative I don't remember your exact words
2: (laughs) did you regenerate (laughs) like a starfish like a starfish exactly (laughs) I love it forget the phoenix I'm a (laughs) star
0: um but seriously like you know it's it's so it's so healing to just have a conversation with you like I feel like you're answering all these questions that have been like floating around in my brain and I'm like that's the answer you know and it's like it's really it's really so beautiful and what you said about like holding space for people and having the faith for them and holding the light for them when they don't believe um you know that that's what it is to be a friend right that's what we hope it is to be a friend Absolutely. to believe in each other and to and to hold space for each other and that's literally been one of these questions that's been floating around in my head i've been like having anxiety about having a conversation with this one specific person that I'm not going to be enough for her, that I'm not going to be able to hold the space that she needs in this conversation. And to every person I've spoken to about it, they're like, no, you just listen and like, just be you and do the thing that you do, you know? And I'm like, I keep coming back to it. And it's, that's what she needs. She just needs me to, to hold the light for her because she doesn't believe right now.
2: Absolutely. And that's really the biggest gift we can give to someone, right? It's like a lot of times, you know, people, they don't need solutions. They don't need, they need a presence that is supportive of them no matter what. Um, And, you know, I have to say, like, your sister is that for me and always has been for me, you know? And, um, you know, your family in general too has just been such a guiding light in my life. Um, And it's, you know, it's also really interesting how people they move out of your life as you step into your light more and more right and they just you know you're grateful for the role that they played and for the role that you played for them but you know sometimes it's like it's time to move on and and i think part of healing is also realizing that that not everyone is meant to stay in the story um to the final act
0: and that's like another answer. I feel like that you're like, you know, inadvertently giving me right now is like accepting the chapters, you know, and that's a lesson that I have to relearn over and over again. Like many transformations is life. Many chapters is life. That's what it's all about.
2: It is. It really is. And I'm also like, I also, I work in the Akashic records as well. That's, that's a whole nother conversation. We won't even dip our toe into that now, but um, you know, I'm really into soul work, Um, and I love studying ascension, and studying soul work, and past lives, and soul fragments, and all of those things, and that can, it's totally a conversation for another time, and it's woven into this in some ways, Um, but yeah, and this is also, this is one chapter of our soul, (laughs) is also, like, my awareness now, too, you know, and so that makes me live more freely now, because I think, like, well, this is my go round. Cause I mean, I personally, it's what, what I believe in um, this. This is one of many incarnations for us. And so I feel like that is a freeing concept for me. Um, and that I want to be able to live this one fully.
0: I feel like I, I resonate with that big time. I feel like I, lived so many lives before this life and like the deja vu that I get sometimes I'm like that is of another realm that is of another life you know um, mm-hmm. and I love that that it's it's freeing it frees you to to be more aligned in this life to be fully you because we've got infinite time
2: and infinite possibilities right something you're not there's too much living to do. It's too much living to do to not be that, which you are uniquely. It, it just, there is, you know? And um, when you embody, when you finally embody that, I feel like it's like you've just been handed like a fresh set of keys and you're like, let's go, you know, like I'm ready. And I feel like that's the season that I'm like finally stepping into now. Um, and um yeah, it's 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 beautiful, and I'm I'm grateful
0: for it. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for this conversation, um, Melissa. In these last final minutes, um, would you like to talk about uh, any of the programs that you're going to be running? I I feel like people need to be in your presence. (laughs) Um, like you've, you've healed me yet again. (laughs) And I am, I'm a lot of work for somebody. So thank you for putting the time in with me tonight.
2: From one lot of work to another. I see you. you. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, um, really the way I'm holding space for people these days is, is two different ways. Um, I work with people one-to-one for eight weeks. And so it's these eight weeks of transformative healing where we meet once a week for eight weeks. And that's ongoing on a loop as um, it becomes available. And that's all virtual, which is beautiful. So I can work with people wherever they are. And then I have, I am launching a 12-week program um, called Mundane to Miraculous. And it's really about embodying and activating your divine spark and that which you are uniquely. And so through these 12 weeks, I'm going to be taking people through. It's a virtual um, healing and spiritual coaching container because um, I also feel, again, this idea of being mirrors for each other. We heal so much in community and through hearing other people's processing and stories as well. So that's why I'm really being called to hold a um, a group experience. And so we're really going to be moving through these different tenets that all align with this idea of the divine spark. So the spark method is we are going to be focusing on surrendering, passing the mic back to your inner voice, um, and really figuring out What does your inner voice sound like and differentiating between intuition and the mind and the ego, um, the authentic self, really focusing on rituals and routines, um, to live a spiritually nourished life. And then also knowing what you desire, incorporating in law of attraction, manifesting, um, and the energetics of it. So that is a 12 week program that, um will be available, um, in April of 2021.
0: Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, this, I don't even want to talk about it right now because we're going to cut this, but like <laughs> the divine spark, the surrender, the whole thing. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, so it's just really amazing to see you be still this, Um, this teacher and this leader in this new role. It's like a a different version, a completely different, um, you know, a a completely different way. Yeah, totally different curriculum. Oh
2: yeah, totally. It's like, I'm still teaching, right? I'm like, thank you, master's degree in education. Right. (laughs) I can create a curriculum and I can create lessons. It's just now, you know, it's not about Shakespeare. It's about spirituality. And like, it's just so cool how i feel like i've been set up for this (laughs) right
0: yeah and it's like you know you don't you don't need to do any studying or research on this because it's like you're able to surrender to the curriculum you're able to surrender to your guides and what spirit's telling you and you know what your own path has been um i love it i love the healing and community i love the whole thing melissa thank you so much for
2: this conversation um any final thoughts um no just deep deep gratitude and you know this I thank you for passing the mic to me right as corny as that may sound but this idea of of giving people space to share and tell their stories in and of itself is so healing so thank you for holding this space for so many
0: thank you Melissa where can
2: everybody find you so you can find me over on Instagram. I am mindfully Melissa, and that's where I hang out the most. Um, so I'd love to connect with you over there.
0: Melissa, thank you so much. Loved having you. Love you. Love
2: ya. Thank we'll you so you much. Soon. So much love to you.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz without a pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.